Welcome to the First Church Orlando podcast. Here you will find recordings of weekly sermons, devotions, interviews, and seminar recordings from the First United Methodist Church of Orlando. For more information about First Church Orlando, please visit our website at firstchurchorlando.org or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Now, enjoy the podcast. Good morning, First United Methodist Church of Orlando. It's great to be here with you on this Wednesday, November 10th, for our midweek devotionals. This week, I find myself pausing to remember, to give thanks to God for the people who have impacted my life in ways that I can name and and count their impact, as well as also the ways uh, that my life has been blessed by people, and I may not know those blessings. I may take those blessings for granted. I may not know the names of the people who have impacted my life in such a way. This past Sunday in worship, we remembered the saints of our first church community, those who have died within the past year. We named them in in service. We lit candles to remember them, to remember their light. We give thanks to God for their lives, for their witness to the faith, for the ways that they have blessed our lives and impacted us, and we give thanks. Tomorrow is Veterans Day, where hopefully we pause and give thanks for all those who have served in our military, those who have given their time, many who have given their physical bodies and have been forever marked by their time in the service, and those that have died. We remember all of them and give thanks for their service for the time away uh, from their families, um, for uh, the ways that they have sought to protect us and to uh, work for freedom in the world. We give thanks. This coming Sunday, I won't be here with you in person at First Church Orlando. I'll actually be guest preaching at a church that is celebrating 100 years as a church. It's my home church, First United Methodist Church of Auburndale. And so I will be there this Sunday giving thanks for the work of that particular congregation, for the lives that they have touched over the past 100 years, and uh, giving thanks with hope for all that the church will continue to do in the future and how God will work through that church in the future. I'm just one of the many lives that have been impacted by that particular congregation. And and so I give thanks for the saints, both those who are still living as well as those who have passed away of that church who have shaped me into the person that I am today. I give thanks for the saints here at First United Methodist Church of Orlando for the ways that they are uh, living and loving and serving um, and making a difference in the lives of people around us. I'm also reading this book called Wholehearted Faith by Rachel Held Evans. Uh, she is a Christian writer and speaker. Uh, unfortunately, she passed away in, in 2019 uh, from a very tragic and sudden illness and uh, was not able to recover from it. And, and when, at the time when she passed away, she was writing this book. She had about 10 to 11,000 words of the book written. And so after several months after her passing, her husband reached out to a friend who is another writer pastor and speaker and said, could you finish Rachel's book? Could you work on it? Could you look to see how you can maybe finish this final manuscript of hers? 
And so Jeff Chu is the name of that writer. He uh, was a friend of Rachel's. He took her computer and read over the 10 to 1,011 words of her manuscript and poured over her other writings, her blog posts, her Twitter (laughs) messages, the other sermons and messages that she spoke, as well as her other musings and writings that really weren't maybe fully fledged uh, thoughts, but ideas that she had. And he worked through that and um, has put together a book. So it's written, has Rachel's name on it and Jeff's name on it, um, because I think this is a labor of love uh, between friends and uh, fellow people of faith who are wrestling with what it means to live a wholehearted faith. And so I'll refer to this as Rachel's words, because I think that's how uh, Jeff and the family would like uh, this book to be seen as. And so in the prologue to the book, she talks about why is she still a Christian? There's so much pain and suffering, so much struggle in the world, so many times when the church and Christians get it wrong. And so it'd be easy to give up. It would be easy to walk away. But Rachel is still a Christian because of all of those who've gone before, all of the people of faith who've gone before her and have said yes to God and said yes to to living their lives in communion with God, allowing God to work through them in sometimes strange and mysterious ways. And so this is uh, excerpts from this section of the book. Rachel says, I've come to believe that I'm a Christian because of Mary and because of Mary's midwife and because of Mary's spiritual ancestors, Rahab and Ruth, Bathsheba and Tamar. Later on, I am a Christian because of Elizabeth's Mary, Mary's cousin, who had herself been subjected to decades of cruel speculation because her reproductive experience did not align with cultural expectations or with society's norms. I'm a Christian because of women who did what they had to do to survive and taught their children to do what they had to do to survive. I'm a Christian because of Hagar, the only person in all of scripture who had the audacity to give God a new name. I'm a Christian because of Susanna, Joanna, Mary Magdalene, Mary and Martha of Bethany, and a whole bunch of other Marys that nobody can ever keep straight. I'm a Christian because of women who knew a thing or two about what it means to be vulnerable, to suffer, to work within systems that were bent against their flourishing, to endure hierarchies that were designed to forestall their triumph. I'm a Christian because when things went south and all signs pointed to failure and nearly all the men had abandoned Jesus after his arrest, it was women who stuck around. I'm a Christian because amid those frantic final hours on that first Good Friday, women loved Jesus. I'm a Christian because of women who, according to Mark's gospel, said to one another, who will roll away the stone for us from the entrance of the tomb? I'm a Christian because as soon as the sun rose on Sunday, they showed up at Jesus's tomb anyway, burial spices in hand. I am a Christian because of women who showed up. I am a Christian because of women who said yes. Rachel loved the Bible. She loved scripture. and In fact, she wrote another book called, uh, called Inspired, uh, where she really takes a deep dive into some of scripture's themes and how uh, the spirit inspires uh, scripture and inspires us to this day. 
So my thought on this Wednesday, in the midst of a thought of a week of remembering and giving thanks for the people that have gone before us, I'm curious. When you read the Bible, is there a particular biblical character that you resonate with? Someone you identify with? Maybe someone who aggravates you and frustrates you. You wonder, why does this person say or do what they say or do? Uh, maybe there's this person whose encounter with Jesus mirrors your own. And so you relate to that person. How does that biblical character say yes to God? How do they show up and live out their faith? Perhaps even in ways that seem crazy or against the norm. How did they believe when there was so much stacked against them, when there was too many doubts or too many impossibilities, how did they continue to believe? How did, did those biblical characters say yes? And how does their yes um, help you in your faith and your walk with Christ and the ways that you study scripture and the ways that you maybe listen for God in your life and the ways that you serve and live out your faith in the world. I encourage us, if you don't know of a biblical character that their yes um, impacts your life, I encourage you maybe to sit down with the Bible, to sit down and to, to reflect through scripture and to, to think about these characters and how they have said yes to God. Yeah, they may seem like characters in a story, uh, people that lived thousands of years ago and can feel sort of removed from our day-to-day -day life. But we can learn from their lives. We can learn from their testimonies. We can use their wisdom in our lives. We can learn from their faith and allow that to impact our own. And so how does their yes enable you to say yes? Friends, I encourage you today to say yes to God, whatever that means for you. Maybe that's taking time to pray. Maybe that's taking time to, to pause and to reflect and to give thanks for the people in your life who have said yes to God and who have allowed you to say yes. I wonder if uh, maybe you kind of want to write thank you notes to some of those people that are still alive who are making a difference in your life today, uh, who are saying yes to God and, and encouraging you to say yes. Perhaps you want to sit down with scripture and take time to, to think through some of these people uh, who've gone before us, um, who have encountered God in a way um, that enable us to encounter God today. Friends, your yes inspires me and encourages me as one of your pastors. So thank you for saying yes to God, saying yes to living out your faith in the world. And I look forward to seeing you soon. You are loved. Have a great day. We hope you enjoyed the podcast and that you will listen again in the future. If you enjoyed today's message, we hope you'll subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform and share it with others on social media. For more information about First Church Orlando, please visit our website at firstchurchorlando.org or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If this podcast is a valuable resource to you, we invite you to give to this ministry by making a financial contribution at firstchurchorlando.org forward slash give.
Now, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.